superior tech. What's up? This is the Console Crusade Podcast. Here we talk about video game news and retro games, but never do we find ourselves doing hackneyed Bela Lugosi impressions. Joining me today is the man, the myth, the winter soldier himself, Dr. Dre Chavez. What's up, dude? Dude, I'm glad you're here. You're our first guest. This is, I'm sure, going to be as awkward as anything Nick or I do. That's part of the charm over here. All right? We're the console crusaders. You are now officially one of us. May I pledge an oath? You have an oath? This is, is that allowed on this show? I mean, by all means, whatever you got for me. I pledge myself to you, the high crowned EJ and Nicholas. <laughs> My oath is true to the console crusade. I shall be your truest and first knight. I do not tarry in driver updates and new GPUs. <laughs> I plug my console into the wall and leave it be. I will never know the savings of a Steam summer sale. I have no need. I pray to Lord Shuhei for light and for guidance. I shall be your last guardian in a way Ueda could never deliver. <laughs> I pledge my life to this simple podcast. If only you'll have me. Oh, bravo. Bravo, my friend. There was a longer version, but for the sake of my own sanity and people thinking I'm a smart man, I'm cutting that shit out. <laughs> hey, man, it was concise. All right. It was poignant. I like that. You're one of us now. We don't, we don't, have, we don't have a mantra. We don't have an oath. We've never sworn anything. Should, should I get like a jacket and put console crusade on the back? Like leather for sure. Dude. Oh, yeah. We're going to start a biker gang. Fucking wannabe nerds talking about things we know nothing about. Oh, my life on the road. I only have this Vita. Uh, v- ha- hashtag Vita Island. I'm there. I've been there. I definitely bought a Vita this summer, and I have like four games for it. And I've pretty much only used it to play Rogue Legacy. <laughs> Dude, that's a great Vita game. I mean, it really is. I think it works best on, on Vita. It works perfect on there. But I'm just, I'm too lazy. I buy all these games with the intention of playing them, and then I play them for an hour, and then I say, oh, I've got stuff to do, and I never go back to it. My, my, my attention span and my ambition both have a shelf life of, like, you know, 20 hours or something. 20 hours, I feel like that's my favorite game length. That is way too long. Like, the Uncharted games were, like, nine hours, and I was like, Ugh, please get to the end of these. Please. The third act in all of them is too long. The third act is the only interesting part of any of those games, though. I disagree, but we're not here to talk about me defending Sony exclusives. Hey, I I think the Uncharted games are fine for what they are. I just played them fucking 10 years too late. Yeah, you played them way too late. I played all those games as they came out, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've always been a Naughty Dog fan, but Uncharted was just like, cool, you never need to do Jack again. <laughs> when are we getting our fucking Crash Bandicoot? Was that May? May or June, I want to say. I pre-ordered it on Amazon. And it says December 31st still, so who knows? Well, you're right. We aren't here to talk about Sony. We aren't here to talk about Nintendo. For once. For once. That's all we ever talk about. Switch! Oh, let's switch over to this. What are we talking about today? I'd like to talk to you about Marvel and video games in the current age and what's with what's to come. They don't exist. They don't exist in the current age. We got Marvel superheroes, Galactic Conquest... I don't know. I don't know if that's what it's called. It's on the. It's, I have it on my phone. I've never opened it. I don't play mobile games. Fuck that. You've been playing Fire Emblem? No. I I opened it up. Uh, Nick and I actually did a pod that has yet to go up, but we talked about it, and neither of us had spent any time with it. And I don't know if I will. 
because it's on my phone and it, it it sounds illogical, but it's inconvenient for me to want like play something on my phone. Dude, I'm I'm having a blast with it. I gotta tell you. How much money you spent? None. Wow. Believe it or not, none. I'd have dropped a fucking bill by now, dude. I was looking at it last night and I was like, man, I could get a shitload of orbs and I could maybe get long coup. That edgelord, dude. But instead, I have uh, I have Nawi, Robin, and this guy from an older Fire Emblem game. I don't remember what his name is. Nawi makes me uncomfortable because she's like this 4,000-year-old dragon in a 12-year-old's body, and people are always doing weird, like... It's a Japanese game. It, ugh. <laughs> Peace me out, man. <laughs> so anyway, fucking Marvel, in the current year, they just announced, like, three new games... Yeah, they uh, they uh, announced end of January that they formed a partnership with Square Enix. That's not bad. Um, and with that partnership, they've announced a few games. And, you know, you kind of saw this partnership coming back when they announced Insomniac Spider-Man at E3. I'm excited for that. Yeah, it should it should be awesome. Insomniac's great at open world and traverse and all that. But, uh, you know, you kind of saw, you know, maybe, maybe Marvel's going to... Not just, you know, we got a movie coming out, make a game for it. We got another movie coming out, make a game for it. And it's all the same brawler, reused assets, underwhelming gameplay. When's the last time? Because they can't, I think the last game they put out uh, as far as movie licensing goes was like Iron Man 3. That game, that one got a game? I'm pretty sure Iron Man 3 got a game. <laughs> there were like two Thor games, I want to say. Well, I mean, what are they just like action? Yeah, they're just action platform, you know, the mid to late 2000s action platformer. But I guess they've been doing the Lego games. Well, that's Traveler's Tale and like those are those are in a league of their own to me. Lego games, you know, they're popcorn. Dude, Iron Man 3. Yeah, I got I got a fucking the official game released in 2013. So oh, sick. Those were the days. I'm sure that's uh, that's only 4 years ago. That's wild. It feels like Iron Man 3 came out before I was born. Iron Man 3, dude. Okay. Here's my hot take before we get into the video games. Iron Man 3, I think, is probably the strongest Iron Man movie if you take away fan expectations for the Mandarin. No, totally. If you went in blindly like I did, there are some like there's some really campy stuff about it. I know our buddy Max, your co-host. Oh, for a precipice between two hills. Check us out. Check it out. It's hard to find. He Hated it because he's like, oh, you put pepper pots in the Iron Man suit. How fucking stupid is that? Dude, that that third act was fucking awesome. Calling you out. Calling you out, dude. Getting you back, motherfucker. You know, I like I like Iron Man 3 just fine. I remember being super hyped for it in high school and being like, man, Ben Kingsley is going to be the fucking Mandarin. They are nailing it. They are fucking. He's going to be so menacing. He's. Oh. <laughs> and then you see the movie and like. It's a Shane Black script, so the quality's there. It's just that, like, he has he had to write that movie within the MCU. We weren't quite ready for someone like the Mandarin. And in, in, in retrospect, now that we have Doctor Strange and some, you know, Guardians and some of these other ones. Now that there's magic being introduced in the MCU, yeah, totally. Wish we could have saved that character. Because Ben Kingsley's initial portrayal was awesome. He's a great actor. He's always going to do a good job. Fucking Ben Kingsley, dude. Gandhi. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, he played, anyway. he played Gandhi. <coughs> no, I know. I just, we don't speak of that around here. Not on the Console Crusade podcast. Speaking of this podcast. No, we, like we said earlier, we 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 want to talk about Marvel, some of the games they announced, uh, which we know nothing about. Names and some studios attached to them. Right. 
we know obviously know uh, MVC, not in, four infinity infinite. Yeah, okay. Uh, we know that's coming. We know that's going to be. They're not going to pull any surprises there, right? You know, we're not going to have any. We're, we might have one X Men in the game, Wolverine. See, that's a bummer though. I'm okay because with of the it. whole rights issue with Fox. Like, like, dude, no, no Cyclops, no Storm, no Magneto, dude. Those were some of the staples in MVC two. That's true, but Marvel is a vast catalog of heroes, and many heroes in Marvel have overlapping powers. So what are your top three, your top three, like, must-see characters in, in MVC Infinite? Uh, Lash from the Inhumans. He could be your Wolverine replacement. Okay. More Inhuman representation is what I want. And if you have my other co- my co-host Max on here, he'll tell you the same damn thing. Uh, give me some Black Bolt. He can be your kind of Storm character. Because he can fly, and he has a a voice that levels things. Black Bull is like too OP. Yeah, it's great. I think they could make it work. You know, you know, all the MCU guys are going to be in there. Oh yeah, no surprises. Um, probably no Winter Soldier. Maybe as like an alternate costume for Cap. You know, I want Iron Fist to stick around. Throw some Luke Cage in there, maybe. I imagine that anything anything that Marvel owns outright right now, they are gonna they're gonna make their way into this game. At some point. I really want Moon Knight is like, you know how Deadpool was in three. Um, Moon Knight could be that like zany mix up character because he's a he's a schizophrenic. Dude, Moon Knight fucking underrated character. Super underrated. He had like one really great run and then and no one no one talks about him. The current run that they're doing for Moon Knight is super awesome. Who's doing that? I, could, I couldn't tell you the name. There's only like 11 issues of this. So it's the and the Warren Ellis run is good, too. So is Bendis is. Uh, my, my favorite incarnation of Moon Knight was the Ultimate. Uh, Ultimate Moon Knight popped up a few places. When he does show up in the Ultimate books, it's fun. I'm just, I'm really picky with Ultimate's universe. It's very, very hit and miss for me. I want to see Adam Warlock. Okay. You think, is he going to make his way into... He'll be in Guardians eventually. Maybe we'll see him in Infinity War. We saw his cocoon in uh, in Guardians 1, right? In the collector's showroom. Nice little uh, Easter egg there. I figured... I maybe it was a little hopeful, but I figured we were going to see him in Guardians too. But they've not shown anything uh, that that points us in that direction. We're getting Mantis though. Mantis is cool. To, I think to be fair, no matter what they did with that movie, it was still probably going to be great. So uh, I'm not going to shed any tears one way or the other. As far as Marvel versus Capcom, I, I don't think I have anything that I necessarily want to see. You know, some of the bigger ones like Spider Man's going to be in there, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of a given. So other than that, I don't really care. If we don't get a bunch of X-Men, that's going to really be a bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as Capcom characters go, I don't give a shit. Like, what are we going to get? Actually, I don't remember. Do we get, like, um, X or Zero in the last MVC game? It's X in, infin- in Infinity and in 3, I believe it's Zero. It is Zero. I was just playing this game earlier. Who was in the trailer for, for Infinite? X. Oh, was it? Okay. God, that feels like so long ago. Was that the... the- PS experience that we got. Yeah, PSX and Capcom Cup. Jesus Christ, that was only like two months ago. Yeah. Or a month ago. Yeah, about two months ago at this point. Was it before Christmas? It was first weekend in December. Oh, shit. Ugh, time flies, man. Um, Yeah, that, I mean, that game's going to be great. Like, it's going to be what it's going to be. Hopefully, Capcom can kind of get away from... I mean, cause Street Fighter Five is kind of a was kind of bunk in a lot of ways. Yeah, a lot of people are upset about it. it. Has less to do with the gameplay, more their business practices surrounding that game. In their current in the 2.0 patch or whatever patch number it's on, um they've they nerfed like 
They nerfed Chun-Li. They nerfed uh, Alex, who already has, like, no moves. They nerfed Shoryukens. They nerfed Fireballs. They've nerfed... They've nerfed all my favorite things to do in Street Fighter. But they made one of the newcomers, Rashid. He's so much better now. That is so irritating to me. I guess it kind of happens a lot with games like this, especially in its first year or two. Where they come in and they're like the, the meta is constantly evolving as they're trying to balance the game and tweak things to their liking. It makes sense, though. But it's kind of irritating. Yeah, I mean, they do the same thing in Overwatch. D.Va just got nerfed super hard. Dude, that's my girl, man. She was super overpowered, to be fair, before that. It's the only character I was any good with. She's she's still fun. She just she doesn't hurt as much, and that's not fun to me. Going back to Marvel and Capcom Infinity, though, um, I would like to see uh, Jack from Resident Evil Seven as a character. It might be too okay. might be too new, but I just finished that game this last week, and he was. He was hilarious and awesome all at the same time. Where does that game rank in like the pantheon of Resident Evil games? You mean like on like a zero out of ten scale or like where chronologically? Like if you had to make a top three Resident Evil game, would seven make the list? Yeah, probably. Is that recency bias or was it a genuinely great experience? So four started off the action renaissance in Resident Evil. You know, before that they were very puzzle oriented. You're only gonna fight one or two enemies at a time. You know, find the keys, do this and that. Resident Evil 4, you know, it has parts of that. You know, it's also very action-oriented. And then moving into 5, that's just a summer... That's just summer camp in Africa. Like, let's kill all the zombies. And then 6, I haven't even played, but um, it looked like an action movie. And now 7... 7 has these influences that if you've played Resident Evil, the original one, or the re-remake on PSN or whatever, I think it's on Steam too... Resident Evil 7 has a lot of the elements presented in the Spencer Mansion and just in its layout of the house that is presented in 7 just harkens back to the old days of RE, and that is great for me. So my top three would probably be 4, 2, and 7. Have we ever had a Resident Evil character in a Marvel vs. Capcom game? Chris Redfield, Wesker, Jill, Nemesis. Oh, Jesus. Those are all in 3. How many characters were in that game? A lot. Like 50 characters? 60 characters? There's, It's like 42, I think. Oh, okay. It's like 21 on each side. I could be wrong, though. Respond to this podcast episode. Leave a comment. Tell me how wrong I am. Yeah, all uh, all three of you. Uh, <laughs> Nick, I know you're going to be listening to this. And uh, Max, I'm going to make you listen. And I think maybe Leaf. Oh, shout out to Jeff Lopez. You're the man. Hey, Jeff. I don't know you. This This is all well and good. I think we know what we're going to get out of this game. Yeah, and I'm excited about it. Tell me about the uh, the Crystal Dynamic game, the Avengers game, because I, I saw they had a little teaser for it, uh, but I don't know anything about it. And this could be the best thing in the world, or it could be just another shitty license fucking... I mean, you're in the same boat as I am, pretty much. Um, I've just been, you know, since I saw the trailer, been like, okay, what kind of game could this be? Crystal Dynamics, they do a lot, you know, Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider. They probably made some other stuff before that, but... These are the important things to focus on. They made a open world ex- exploration game with lots of traversal elements to it. And so in an Avengers game, I kind of hope they do like not open world. Give me like five big maps or some something like that and allow some exploration within it. Like not so much a tomb, but like a little thing you can like an obelisk you could go find and solve a puzzle or something using the powers given to you. 
a Final Fantasy 15 party comp, you know, pick four heroes filling in like your bruiser, a shield person, and then like two guys to attack, like assault and attack with kind of go into a Final Fantasy 15 combat situation with those heroes. I think it would work really well. They haven't said anything about the game other than who's the team creating it. It's just it's it's Crystal Dynamics and, you know, apparently IDOS Montreal is going to be working on it, too, with them. So um, Deus Ex is on go on hold, which fine with me. And that's an aside. But they're also going to be doing a Guardians of the Galaxy game, too, which is like, wait, we're getting a Guardians of the Galaxy game, a proper game plus the Telltale series. Yeah. Oh, shit. So there's going to be a Telltale game. I'd assume it comes out late summer this year. Dude, they're going all in on Marvel's going all in on Guardians. It's it's awesome. Uh, they're tearing down one of the rides at Disneyland and turning it into a like of all their properties. Why Guardians of the Galaxy? I guess it's just that that fun, you know, sort of big summer blockbuster. Guardian. Well, I mean, and as a comic, Guardians is just a very epic space opera. People reading that comic now. I read Guardians. I love Guardians. What don't you read though? <laughs> That's a tough question to answer. I uh, I really hate uh, Tom Kane Batman or Tom King. It's it's really bad. Yeah, fucking DC. I don't follow anything those schmagoigles do. I don't I don't really read X Men anymore. I haven't read X Men in years. You guys were talking about this on the on the pod the other day. Something about it being an in, in, incestuous fucking like circle jerkers like what what was that all it about is. everyone that likes x-man because like you have you have you have marvel fans and then you have x-men fans and the x-men fans are like no we are x-men we identify with x-men we are we are together they we love <laughs> we are x-men <laughs> we love the fucking movies i don't care dude x3 baby fucking best x-men movie y'all can't see what i'm doing right now x3 x3 x gonna give it to you this is always the worst part is trying to transition between things. It's okay. This is the power of post-production, brother. All this is getting cut the fuck out. Except for usually when I call it out like that, I leave it in just because I think it's funny. Yeah, it's great. I always tell, I make a bunch of notes like that in the show and I just end up posting it. So, okay, the Avengers game, that could go a million different directions. Like you said, uh, sort of this this action, you know, the, the faux open world. Yeah, some group faux open world combat. I mean, I guess I don't care which direction it takes. I want a game where I can create my own hero and whether you work your way up to become an Avenger, but just interacting with these characters that I know and love, but like doing it with my own avatar. And, you know, um, so that could be that would be cool. It'd be hard to do, but it would be cool. It could be hard to do. And especially because a lot of these sort of the, the bigger games the last couple of years, uh, you're actually playing an established character like like Witcher 3 you don't get to make your own character there's no avatar yeah you're, you're, you're Geralt. Geralt something like I have in my notes here something I, I'd like to see is just something really story driven sort of like The Last of Us that would be great but again that's you know, you're not going to make your own character to do something like that you're going to have you know a cast of heroes that you're controlling but something like that would be really great especially you, you could take some of the do a darker story like that and do a mature game uh, and God knows, you can go in a million directions with that. You've got decades to choose from. It's, that's something I'd really like to see. Avatars in those games are really cool, but that's better reserved for the MMO space, like DC Super or DC Online or whatever it's called. Do, is there a, a Marvel equivalent? Like, what, can we get a Marvel equivalent? If there was, I'd probably play it. I, I played DCUO for like, I think Max and I played it for like a, a week. And it was cool for what it was, especially being a free-to-play game. If they did a Marvel version, I would definitely get into that. 
I'd be all over it. I'd be fine with it. I mean, Marvel could shit in a bucket and I would, I would eat it for breakfast. So that's not saying much. Um, another, another reason for me to say nay to avatars in the Crystal Dynamics game is that they did such a good job with Lara in the Tomb Raider games. And I don't know the names of any other character in those two games. So I'd like for them to, you know, maybe give you a strong lead, like a strong three leads. But maybe you only play as a Quasar, which is possible. I uh, I think I tweeted at you guys when you asked which characters we want to see. Oh, you gave us a, a response. <laughs> some, some deep cuts there. Uh, Manifold, he was an Avenger. Yeah, he's a mutant, though, so it'd be hard for them to, you know, they're trying to forget about mutants. Oh, which is such a bummer. I, I don't know anything about the uh, the Inhumans. Nothing. And I haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in uh, two years, so. Well, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't exactly inform you on what an in. I mean, they tell you what an Inhuman is, but, like, the coolest parts of Inhumans, they don't get to in that show. Dude, Manifold is so fucking cool, though. He is. God damn it. As I said on my show, I feel like he's just no clip. Uh, who? If you go in, like, the game console on, like, Counter-Strike and type in no clip, you're just flying through walls and shit. Oh, really? Yeah, like, that's manifold to me. Yeah, it's cool, but he's, like, a giant cheat mode. So what about, what about, uh, Black Knight? We just get, like, fucking, you know, hackneyed Thor, you know? Yeah, that's fine. I mean... <laughs> that's, that's, that's such a deep cut, dude. When did he first appear? Like, 1970? Like... Yeah, he's a pretty old man. Let me check. Oh, boy. I'm doing this on my phone because my computer will probably freeze in the middle of this recording. That would not be ideal. <laughs> the masters of evil. Why does that remind me of uh, <clears throat> Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy? Evil! I, I would just throw in some bullshit characters out there because I'm like, you're not going to get any surprises. I feel like they're going to be all MCU characters. It's Marvel. They play it safe consistently. Yeah. That's fine. Fucking swordsman, dude. That Hawkeye motherfucking wannabe. <laughs> Tom Selleck Hawkeye with a sword. Like, okay. Why would anyone want to be Hawkeye? Especially if you've, like, watched the movies. What, dude, have, you read the, the Matt Fraction run on Hawkeye, right? A couple years ago? Oh, yeah. That that was awesome. But Fraction's, Fraction's not with Marvel anymore. I mean, Hawkeye's still funny. But, like, I don't know. I'm just picky and choosy with heroes. What else is... What the hell's Matt Fraction doing these days? He did that. He did um, Sex Criminals. Right? Sex Criminals is still going on from what I understand. Um, okay. I just got this book from him called Satellite Sam. Pretty cool. I don't want to say too much about it, but the first issue is free on Comixology, and you can just read it there. It's very noir. You're being very coy about this. I don't want to say too much. It's not for everybody. I'll say that, too. But you'll know within, like, three pages whether it's worth reading or not. Dude, I'm, I'm looking at my, uh, my comic shelf, and I'm like, eh... Got Daredevil and Spider Man, and that's about it. I have some, I have some little things here and there, but uh, I don't, I don't buy, I don't buy trades anymore. I have a lot of Star Wars comics. I keep up with all the new canon over there, but the new Star Wars canon's been pretty dope. It's just expensive. Yeah, I just, I, I, I have too much going on in my life and too many hobbies to like keep up with. Yeah, the current state of comic affairs. I just, I'll go on Comicsology once a week and see what's on sale. And then I just kind of pick from that usually. 
I feel like we're spoiled with the Marvel movies. Like I feel really fortunate. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't have to keep up with the comics anymore. Because it, it was getting to a point where I just I didn't want to have to go through the trouble of reading everything to find out what was good. I just wanted to read what was good. So I'd wait. I, I'd be a year behind and just read the highly touted stuff. Dude, with that, I can get my superhero fixed now with with the Marvel movies three times a year now. Yeah. Uh, and now we've got video games. So like I never have to read another comic again. Don't worry. It's like it's like George Martin talking about the dragons in Game of Thrones. Don't worry. The games are coming. The video games are coming. Yeah, I'm sure. But we're going to have to see like Captain America's penis before that can happen. Oh god. For fuck's sake, dude. That's my George R R Martin impression since I can't do Bella Lugosi on this show. No, don't you <laughs> Bella Lugosi. Oh. I'm a liar. I'm a liar now. <laughs> calling the calling the cops. So what else would you want to see? Because so that's I mean that's all they've they, they've announced was the Crystal Dynamics game, uh, Guardians, which we know even less about. Okay, we're getting a Guardians of the Galaxy game. That's just that's that's all we know. Idos is also working on Guardians. Okay. okay, we'll see that in four years. Yeah, awesome. The next Olympics will be done by the time I can be in space as Star Lord. Uh, Donald Trump may not be our president the next time. We get a real Marvel game. What if, like, they drop, like, nine games during Donald Trump's presidency, and they're all, like, eights? Did, did he make America great again, even though they're all developed in Canada and Japan? I'm not qualified to answer this. I don't know. This is a question for better minds. They weren't developed here. If they were released here, and if they're all eights or better, I mean, that, that, that could get me through the next four years. Yeah. Getting my fix. Getting your fix on your Switch. Uh, the Telltale game, like that's probably just going to be a run of the mill Telltale. You're way more well versed on on that side of things than I am. You know, all I can hope for is that it's the Wolf Among Us in space. A game I own, but I've yet to play. That is even after Batman, it's my favorite Telltale game. Batman's only had one season or one uh, episode, right? There's five episodes. It's done. Oh, really? It was pretty solid. Um, the fifth episode, I played them as they came out. And so the fifth episode, there's a sequence in Arkham Asylum where you, where you are Batman and like there's a lunchroom brawl going down. And when it gets to the end of it, there's a guy with a taser and he's like going to tase you, but his whole body's missing. So it's just like eyes and teeth and a floating taser. I don't like that at all. They, f- they fixed it since then. Oh, it wasn't intentional. It no, was broken. It was just broken at launch. Um, oh, God. Like every episode was broken at launch. That's Telltale. New engine, yeah. Well, get it to work. Aren't they a, a, a pretty large team now? Why Why are their games, for a game with zero gameplay, why are their games consistently broken? Riddle me this, Batman. Dude, it's just licensing. Licensing always leads to some kind of poor performance. There's no correlation there. It's just it's just what we've come to expect. It's just, it's my evidence, my mental evidence. It's, anic- it's anecdotal. Yeah, there's there's no there is a correlation, but there's no causation that we we're able to trace. It's just it's just what happens. I'm not a programmer. I don't know. I don't know how these yeah. things work. No clue. So what else would you want to see then outside of what they've announced? Those all sound great. And if we get those in the next two three years, like I'll be happy, boy. Because like you know we've had Thor games, we had Iron Man games. Uh, I think there was an Avengers game, right? Like well, in- Ultimate Alliance back in the day. Okay. That was 2006 and 2009. I think it's now on like PC and PS4 and Xbox One. I'm still most excited for the Spider-Man game. Like We haven't had a good Spider-Man game since... Ultimate. Uh, yeah, and that was 08, right? 
It was 08? Maybe. Okay, you look it up for me. I, I feel like it was a long fucking time ago. I, I feel like I was in fifth grade when I played that game. Jesus Christ, that was a long time ago. Uh, I'm excited for that, and I really hope it feels the way... Uh, you want to talk about movie license games, Spider-Man 2 was like a genuinely great game. Yeah, Spider-Man 2 is so ahead of its time. Dude, that was my first open world experience. It was many people's. Yeah, that that fucking game still is just so fun to get in and just swing around. Ubisoft stole so much from them with how they make their open world games now. Here's the map. We got side quests and places to go and unlock more of the map. So Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man came out in 05, 12 years old. Holy shit. The second one came out in 08. There was a second one? Oh, I'm pretty sure. Ultimate Spider-Man 2. I don't think there was one. Some people, it's it's very mixed reviews. There's a few like 4 out of 10s on this chart I'm looking at. But then there's a bunch of like 7s and 8s. I haven't played it in so long. It's probably actually a really bad game. I just had a great time playing it because like you had Spider-Man Carnage and Venom to play as. I swear to God there was a second Ultimate game. Oh, I'm thinking of Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. That's right. The Ultimate Alliance games. Those are also good. I'm an idiot. Ultimate Spider-Man. I gotta check this game out. Ultimate Spider-Man, of all the Spider-Man I've read, I, I have I have many sort of pockets of Spider-Man history that I'm like, oh, this is such a fucking great run. This was such a great period uh, in Peter Parker's life. Ultimate Spider-Man is my favorite run. Up until, like, Ultimatum? Well, probably, I want to say, like, 100 and, 120... 128 issue that might not might, might not be a correct no, number. I, I I know which series you're talking. The original one that like launched the Ultimate Universe. Uh yeah, it was Bendis and and Bagley. That's a great series. Fucking great run, and it was so important for me as like as a fucking teenager reading these these books about like an actual teenage Peter Parker that I could relate to, and it was it was modern and fresh, and it was like. Uh, it's such a perfect run and the way they like re spun some of the old tales you know the way they did the clone saga was just fucking great the, the carnage and the, oh man i like when a when a story can like tell you the same origin story differently you know yeah make things fresh bendis is fucking great i love bendis but i'm currently reading infamous iron man uh where doom is now iron man yeah. And uh, why, why does Marvel like doing that? Taking their fucking biggest villains and turning them into the hero. Dude, it's it's a good follow up to how Secret Wars ended cuz Doom got to be god and he you know the one thing he wants and he hated it. Really? Yeah, he he hated it so much and uh and now he's trying to atone for like what's going on. He's trying Shit. to atone for his sins and meanwhile, Steve Rogers is a f- terrible he's a great bad guy. <laughs> oh, is he it was that whole Hydra operative thing that was real. Yeah, it's an awesome I series. That was a spoof. I would love to see that kind of game. <laughs> oh, Tell God. me that story. But I don't know when we when we collaborated on you know getting together to record this. I got a little list going of games I did want to see. You've got a, a pretty comprehensive list. So I got to start us off. Daredevil VR, which apparently has already been announced. Really? I saw I saw it on a Vive subreddit earlier. Um, and there's, there's games on steam. Uh, it's called like without eyes. And then there's, what's the other one called? But it's like those two games being released are proof of concept that you could play a game as a blind man, make it like super hot banged Arkham. What is super hot? Super hot is like from what I've seen to play it in VR. So 
you have like a grid set up and you're like pl- plotting out how you're going to kill these guys and you like have to run through and you're like okay hit him with a knife and then I'll move over to this guy shoot him with a sword I'll deflect these bullets make him kill these two people this and that and then once you've set up your murder puzzle solution you like press go and it goes in fast motion is that exclusive to uh, VR or is that something you can play without a headset um, I believe you can play it without VR. It's on Steam. It's a it's a Oculus game or Vive. I have I have no clue. We're console peasants, man. We don't have these fancy headsets. PSVR is the pinnacle. But the gameplay I've seen from Super Hot was like, yeah, this is a uh, this is great. I would love to see Daredevil in an environment like this, especially with like how he sees the world. Um, there's an old game on. I don't know if it's on Android, but I definitely had it on my iPhone called like Papa Sangre and you were like trapped in the underworld and you have to play the game with headphones because you're navigating the underworld blind and you're walking around listening for footsteps, finding out when enemies are going to come to you. Fuck that. No, it's it was really fun, actually. Uh, Freaking me out, man. But it could work. Uh, Anything with Daredevil, anything at all. He has such such a unique skill set. Uh, they could do so much with him. One thing that I was kind of bummed about with the show that they didn't really get into was you don't you don't get to really see you don't get that POV with you seeing how his powers necessarily translate, you know, and like and kind of getting into that headspace. The comics do it well. Yeah, that's something I would like to see, and that is perfect for VR, um, where it's like simultaneously sort of handicapping you if you're wearing this headset. And, and presenting you with a series of yeah of puzzles, so I, I think that could be really fun. Yeah, and three D audio's come a long way. Like you can make it work. Earlier, I had said something. You know, anything story driven like The Last of Us. Like, tell us a really compelling story with characters we, we fucking care about. Definitely. Um, gameplay doesn't have to be anything to write home about. Just good enough to keep you engaged in between, you know, character moments. And, and that that game was the first game that I played like that. That. You know, I, I was, oh man, I was waiting. I was itching for that next cutscene. And the way that they intertwined character moments when you are actually in control of the characters, you know, and, and it's not all just, all right, put the controller down and watch these characters have a dialogue now, like, uh, or exposition dump. It's, they, they interact with the world, with each other as you're playing. And that was, uh, I think, something that's kind of unique. So anything with superheroes, you know, as we've seen with the Netflix shows, uh, if you're able to, humanize these characters in a way that the comics haven't always done well uh, and and make it, you know, as visceral as possible and, and as li- relatable as possible. Uh, I think that kind of format would be perfect. And obviously the dream developer put Naughty Dog on it, right? That'd be great. G- give it to them. Give them the characters. The only problem with Naughty Dog is they've got to put The Last of Us 2 out before 2020. That's not going to happen. Uh, that, that game isn't... They, they didn't... Like, all they've done for that game was put that trailer together. And people are breaking this fucking game down like, Ellie is dead. Or, you know, it's like... Or uh, Joel is dead and Ellie is losing her mind. And it's like, no. They just put together a fucking trailer, bro. Because that's all they've done. That trailer they showed when The Last of Us was re-released on PS4. Um, Naughty Dog did, like, this live event where... Uh, Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson were like acting out scenes from the right. game and they pretty that. much acted out that cutscene at the very end. Yeah. So there to me there's nothing to speculate there. Like just let them make the game when Neil's got something to show us that he's like proud of, 
we'll see it. I hope they don't show it to us at E3. I hope they don't show it to us next E3, unless, of course, it's ready. Do you remember a couple years ago, you and I getting in a big old Twitter spat about, I was like, I was like, they're just not going to be a sequel to this game. Like, they told this story. It's over. And if we get a sequel, it's going to be like spiritual successor. It's not going to be a direct sequel. You're not going to bring these characters back. The story's over. And they said as much. After that game came out, they everybody surrounding that game said, dude, it's this was it. This was I mean, all you're getting. It's all you need, but it's not all they're going to give you. No, I, I, I'm excited for it. Shit. Give me another one and get into the, you know, actually kill Joel this time, please. Yeah. I don't want to spoil too much of the last one. In case any of it's your listeners, if your listeners haven't played it, I'm going to grant them this just once. We could just put spoiler alert, make some spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, alert. Okay, here's the thing: we're going to talk about this for 60 seconds. So jump ahead 60 seconds. Spoiler alert: I didn't like the end of that that thing, man. When I, I get it, I get it, but I really didn't like it. You're not that supposed he, to he like fu- it. He lied to her. Yeah, Joel's Joel's questionable. <sighs> they better get into that in the next game. But the thing is, if you're in that final act when you're trying to save her from the Firefly Medical Facility, you find right. these notes saying like, "We found plenty of other people like her, and it's never worked." Yeah, like there's so much evidence of that all around the building. Oh, and I, it's not his decision that I. I it's that he am, lied. Am, it's that he lied to her when it could have been like, "Hey." You you would have died. I saved your life. These people are fucking clinging on to false hope. Um, it was the fact that he lied to her after all they'd been through. Uh, yeah. I'm glad they both survived, though. He probably he probably deep down thinks that he was just protecting her. Well, I mean that's what it is. It just I I didn't think it necessarily aligned with uh, their whole relationship, and it it felt really kind of out of left field. Uh, that that last act though was tight, going through that building and just fucking murking everybody in that building felt good. So I think that was actually like 67 seconds. So Ah well. Now everyone who just listened oh, to no. they, you heard a vague description. We murked some people in a building. You've played games, I'm game. sure. Very specific. Uh what's next on your list? Marvel Dream Games. Power Man and Iron Fist Brawler. Bring Dude. Brawlers back. So are you talking like a like a Scott Pilgrim 2D sort of side scrolling or a more modern like 3D. I'm talking like Double Dragon, some old school, Yo! some old school shit. Because Power Man and Iron Fist, like they're old school. They've always been old school. Like especially when they're paired up. And uh, I think putting them in like a 16 bit or like a higher density pixel art setting, yeah, it might be kind of expensive, but it'd be really, really fucking fun. This is Marvel we're talking about. I, I ain't worried about cash money, yeah, baby. Yeah, they'd never have to worry about bills. They're about to have a $2 billion dollar year. I would I would honestly rather see a game like that. Uh, and I know they're, they're smaller characters that most people probably won't give a shit about. Uh, but, I, dude, that would probably be my top one or two games that I would actually want to see, as opposed to something like this Avengers game or... Avengers is a safe sell. It's the Avengers, yeah. Biggest movie franchise of all time highest grossing movie ever behind star wars A- avatar like, avatar oh avatar's worldwide uh star wars is domestic avatar is a whole new world let me tell you i can't defend that movie i don't i no one has ever been able to articulate why that they think that movie sucks other than fern gully like okay <laughs> every movie you ever watch is fucking derivative well yeah i mean nobody has original ideas anymore 
Yeah. So, so I think that's a fucking bullshit argument. Like that movie, I think there's a case to be made. Why did it fall out of um, favor so quickly after being like the biggest movie of all time by a landslide? That's probably never going to be beaten. Not unless fucking Daisy really dies before Star Wars Episode Nine. Like, like a movie's not going to fucking do what Avatar did. That's insane. That would be so crazy if Daisy Ridley dropped dead. That'd fucking suck. She's a, a national treasure, who, not from our country. <laughs> just, just had to knock on wood. Oh man, you want to go off the the fucking rails here? The whole Carrie Fisher passing away sucks. Carrie Fisher was a fucking gem, cultural icon. <sighs> And I don't want to say, oh, you shouldn't have cast an old person because this could have happened. That's you can't you can't you can't create film and 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 operate like that. That's silly. But like their first mistake was giving her a big role that is like crucial to the plot of either movie. Because did you see her in Force Awakens? She can't act anymore. Yeah. Dude, and it's kind of sad because like for like the last like the year leading up to her death, she was constantly tweeting about like I'm decaying, I'm I'm dying, like in emojis, of course. She tweeted cryptically. She used every emoji ever, more than I've ever seen. Dude, that that was her fucking that's just her humor though. She's fucking hilarious. Yeah, she was she was a super hilarious woman. Uh so that's that that's my problem with it is I don't know why you said I mean, I, I guess I get it from a story perspective, but saying, hey, we're going to bring this person on. Like, we killed Han Solo. We killed the real actor. And then we're going to have Carrie Fisher come in who hasn't acted in three decades, try and carry like an integral plot point forward. Like, I'm already totally over Force Awakens. I think, you know, I, when we saw that movie opening night, we I came out of the theater saying, well, this movie is going to be made uh, or will break depending on how good the next two movies are. And if the next two movies do what this movie did, this is going to be a real bummer of a trilogy. But if this was just the setup, it's like passable. But I watched that movie like 10 or 11 times now. It gets worse every time I watch it. But the first line in that movie is this will begin to make things right. Like, I don't I don't see them going into eight and nine with like, all right, we got to do Empire again. All right, we got to do Jedi again. Because like The Force Awakens has influences of, to me, all three of the original trilogy. But mostly a new hope. Well, it's the plot of a new hope, but it's like cool you have you have these Empire moments, cool you have these Jedi moments. Like, remember these right. moments? Remember Star Wars? Here. Here's Star Wars. J I, I don't think JJ Abrams understood the essence of what makes a Star Wars film. And they're just little things that like just little tiny things that if you would have tweaked would have not only set things up infinitely better, but would have made some of the character moments less cringy. Yeah. Uh and so I just, when I watch it, I'm like, oh, that's just, that's a miss. That's a miss. That's a miss. It was fun. It's fun to like see Star Wars. There's a Millennium Falcon and there's Chewbacca and there's TIE fighters and lightsabers. And like, that's cool. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's fun. But I think the reason I saw it five times in theaters was because I was trying to convince myself that this is amazing and I should love it. It was a fun experience and that's it. And I hope, I hope it gets better from here. I mean, but you don't want them to lose the fun. I think the fun factor is why I saw it so many times. I was like, yeah, I'll go see this on the big screen again. That was a really fun movie to see on the big screen. It's not like going to see uh, Martin Scorsese's Silence or uh, Arrival, you know, both very slow, very slow movies. Like, they're not fun to watch on a big screen, but they're pretty good movies. Um, But Star Wars has like that. They're bringing mysticism back, and I think that's cool. Yeah. But I thought Rogue One was was so much better than Force Awakens. Dude, I watched I watched Rogue One again a couple weeks ago, and I gotta say, huh? While it's really good, the characters suck, and like it's kind of boring. 
They don't. Uh, oh, boring. My 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 rump, dude. And the, boring. The, I thought the the overshot the the reshoots were very obvious. Oh yeah, that's without question. Uh, there were issues with it. The characters weren't as fleshed out as they could have been, but they didn't need to be. It was, but it it understood what it was, what it was to be a Star Wars film. It hit the humor, and the action was obviously fucking flawless. It was some of the best action in a Star Wars movie. Period. The, I mean, Gareth Edwards nailed that. Um, it's not a perfect movie, but but I I went in leaving saying that was a Star Wars experience. It didn't feel like someone trying to capture what a Star Wars experience should be, which is how I felt with JJ. You know, it's like he he was he was trying so hard to like create like this memory of what he thought Star Wars was from his childhood that he didn't actually you know it was actually Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek. Well, that's what everyone said about the Star Trek movies. These are just Star Wars movies. These are shitty Star Wars movies. Those movies are good. Darth Vader. I haven't watched any of them. I think they're all good. So I know we've gone totally off the rails here, but you know what I just watched the other night? You saw my tweet. Live, die, repeat, edge of tomorrow. That fucking film, bro. Good old cruise. That fucking film surprised the shit out of me. No, I I really like Live, Die, Repeat. I thought it was an awesome uh, action sci-fi movie. I remember seeing the trailers in the theater, and I was like, man... This movie looks so stupid. Live, die, repeat. Who's going to watch that? And then I saw another movie a week later, and it's like, Edge of Tomorrow. I was like, what? They changed the name? It had three names during its marketing cycle. Three names. And then I saw it anyway, and I was like, oh, this was dope. They they did so many things well with that movie. We're not going to get into it any further, but I, 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 I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, um, let's get back to your fucking list of of dream DC games. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> give me, give me Superman fighting Captain Kirk, and then they team up with Iron Man. <laughs> uh, no, so my next one that I have on my list is a Jessica Jones walking simulator by either Fulbright or Campo Santo. Okay, walking simulator is a very vague term that's a broad genre so if you know the games like firewatch um gone home gone home tacoma um edith i think i think that's a game uh amnesia you know stuff like that i mean those are all horror games but you know that kind of gameplay going around new york solving cases and you know campo santo they did uh firewatch i think that game had a great story and i think one of those teams, both very narrative driven, could do something pretty cool with Jessica Jones, who doesn't exactly enjoy the fact that she has got powers. You know, she kind of hates the right. superhero community, like let her go off, solve her cases and like kind of keep it contained. Maybe a couple shout outs. Maybe Daredevil shows up for a little bit. Maybe Luke Cage is there for a little bit. So let me ask you then, when you, when you listed off those games, those are all very single player experiences. It, it's just you and maybe one other character in that world that you're communicating with. Um, and they're very sort of, I don't know, it, it's about experiencing the solitude almost. And they're very contained experiences. Wouldn't Jessica Jones fit better doing like a Telltale series? Solving cases and going around. And I almost feel like if you're going to do a Jessica Jones story, that would be the way to do it. To tell, she'd work in Telltale. I guess I just want to see Marvel dip their hands into a bunch of different bowls of games and... And that's what I was trying to do when I was making this list up. I was like, oh, you know, I've already got a game like this, so think about something else. 
No, right is good though. That could be really interesting. Um, and then the, the sort of noir aspect could probably lend itself pretty well to games like that. You think of Firewatch, that was a very like, what's the word I want to use to describe it? It's isolating. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, very lonely and very. It's sort of an eerie experience, you know. So yeah, no, I think that that could be that could be pretty cool. The only other game that I have on my wish list, I know you have a few more. I'm not going to read all of them. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I want you to get into a few more of those. The only other one that I have on my list is do a game sort of like Sunset Overdrive, where it's this very arcadey, colorful. That would be nice, you know. And that game was sort of a hybrid between like a beat 'em up and. Uh, this 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 third person action adventure, uh, open world traversal. Like, uh, if you did that with a rotating cast of heroes, where instead of like all these different weapons, um, you were cycling through different heroes with different powers, and doing something similar to that, uh, just crazy boss battles and ridiculous enemies, and just colorful and fun and crazy. I mean, that kind of sounds like I mean the vague things we know about the Crystal Dynamics Avengers project, maybe. Uh, if they did something like this, this would maybe be the the perfect venue to sort of create your own hero, and you can cycle through powers like Sunset Overdrive. You have all this variety; you can go in any direction you want with it. So that'd be that'd be perfect for creating your own character, and then they don't have to bring that into like sort of the proper Marvel universe. And yeah, that, you know that opens a whole can of worms. Like, make your own character, and how do they fit into an established story? Uh, c- could be tricky. So something that is on your list that I really want to talk about, which I think would be fucking cool is doing a God of War sort of game uh with Thor. I was thinking of, I've been thinking about this game for a few days. I don't I could I can't tell you the plot. I don't have a plot. I just have Thor and his hammer going to all the realms, killing every motherfucker, taking down everybody and b- rebalancing the nine realms. So what you're saying is an interesting God of War game. Yeah, I don't like Kratos. Take that same puzzle platformer theory. Nah, he's is boring, and the world is so dark and and drab. And uh, you know, if you're Thor, there's so much room for so much more variety between the different realms. Yeah, there's a lot that you can pull from there, and maybe you don't have to go to all nine realms, but like maybe maybe there's even more. I don't know. I just you know, you can have your ice level, you can have your forest level, you can have your desert level. There's a lot of variety they can present to you, and you know, keep it like. Make it like a open world game. Um, the way I would go to the realms is like you go up to Heimdall, and Heimdall's like, "Oh, where do you want to go? Ah, ah, I have no eyes and uh, <laughs> no eyes." And then uh, it'll be like in Infinite Warfare's campaign. It had like a ga- like a solar system map that you could choose from, and it's like you have a mission here, 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 and here. And then you'd load up those missions, and you'd be in somewhat of an open world to like complete these missions i think that would be a clean layout and i think it would work for like segmenting the game that almost seems like a no-brainer like why why haven't we heard something like that especially because god of war you know they're re- i know they're revamping that series looks dope um but like they had what fucking five no they had like six games in that franchise with if you include the psp titles yeah i like, think there are six and it's just the fucking same like dungeon hell desert dungeon hell Desert. It's so fucking boring. And then you go down to Hades, and then you come out of there, and then you have to go back down later. It's all the same fucking game. Yeah. Six times in a row. Calliope! That's the game. So so taking a character like this, and Thor has such a rich backlog of supporting characters. You know, there's such a, a great cast there that you can surround him with. Oh, of course. Uh, 
take him and in uh uh what are his his homies what's their posse called the warriors three the warriors three sounds lame dude it's could do a little three amigos fucking you know little adventure story with these guys journey to mystery sick so that's what i'm all for right, what about a punisher game uh, so explain what you would want to see out of something like that, and then I'll, I'll kind of get into what I was thinking. I mean, I don't want it to be a cover shooter, but it probably would end up being a, a cover shooter based Fucking on just how I, how I play stealth games. Like I fuck up, and then once I once I fuck up once, I'm like, oh, I have to kill everybody, and that usually resorts to cover shooting. I'd I'd like a little bit more of like a hitman kind of game for him, but. When I think of Hitman games, my mind just goes to Black Widow. So that's it's out the door. That would be perfect. It'd be great. That would be perfect. Black, woman, Black Widow is hit. I almost said Black Woman is Hitman. Uh, <laughs> that's that's not true. But you kind of make it like a Gears of War clone, I guess, taking down the mafia, and then from the mafia it leads to like the hand, and then from the hand it leads to I don't know. I don't really know where I would go with a Punisher game. I just like reading him. Fair enough. Now that I'm kind of imagining what that would look like, a third third person action cover shooter game. As much as I hate cover shooters, that would probably if they were ever to do that, that's the route they would go. But I I'd want to do something first person, do something in the vein of a Call of Duty or like Titanfall's most recent. Yeah, it campaign. could be sick. It'd be like the game uh, Black that came out on Xbox and PS2. That's uh, deep cut. I've not played that game. It's, it's sick, or at least it was. It, it was twelve years ago, fifteen years ago. Before we had standards. Yeah, I haven't played it since then. Black? Yeah. No, the uh, doing a Hitman style game or you know, even like Hitman Go, doing like a, a mini sort of miniaturized experience with, with Black Widow, that's like match made in heaven. These are gold ideas. Disney, are you listening? Disney, hire me as a consultant. We're just a couple of fanboys listing off things that everyone else has probably talked about. I know you have a plan, but listen to me. Listen, I've got the games. I got the games. No, I think that'd be great. I haven't played a good Marvel game. Well, I haven't played a good... Well, what did I play? I was playing uh, Spider-Man Shatter Dimensions this summer. Uh, That was... um, I didn't beat it because it was kind of repetitive. But I guess it was was cool. Like, the combat was strong. uh, And the concept was cool. Where you're you're going through the dimensions you're playing as four different Spider-Men. I remember that game. It was all right. That was probably the last like decent Marvel Marvel game. I guess Deadpool uh, was received well enough. I want Ninja Theory to make a Deadpool game and have like um, Gearbox, the guys that, that do Borderlands, yeah. write the script for it. Oh my god, dude! Oh my god! How can we do a game like Borderlands and incorporate Marvel characters and kind of stick to that formula? What would that look like? Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just hard. Like I guess the closest you could get to like a loot game. Is it Punisher? Like with all their with with all their gun algorithms, like are we heading back over there? Gearbox could make a good Punisher game. I think Punisher would be the easiest Marvel property to make a, a good video game for because we've got you know two decades of doing that. Like go and shoot everything. Uh but I, I wouldn't want it to be a stealth like Punisher is all about going in guns blazing. Biggest, loudest gun you can. Yeah, but he he usually has a plan. Well, I know he's not an idiot about it, but how that would translate to video games is like me. I don't I don't play stealth games because I don't have the patience for it. I'm a gunner, dude. I'd be jacking up half court shots. Okay. Yeah, that's what I do in 2K as well. Guns blazing, brother. I don't I don't I don't have any patience. 
I want to go and shoot everything, uh, which is why oh, I'm trying to think of the last game where uh, it's like why Battlefield. That's why I love Titanfall so much. That's why I've enjoyed Call of Duty campaign so much, and it's why Battlefield has been such a struggle for me. It's because that's you have to be very slow and methodical, and that's yeah, not me. I appreciate what Battlefield One was doing. I played through the first like six. I don't know, it was like six episodes of that first vignette or whatever. What, the tank one? Yeah, the tank one. I think I'm on the last the last episode of that. That one was good. I like the one uh with Lawrence of Arabia. There's like it's like four sniper missions. Okay. Uh, I'll have to check that out then. Because the tank one I thought, oh they do they do so so much well here, but it's just it's taking so long. It's just it's not my not my style. Well dude, that's your list, isn't it? That's it. I got I got one more. You got one more. This is a little bit of a swing. Ghost Rider. Which Ghost Rider? Robbie Reyes. Not Johnny Blaze. Robbie Reyes drives a cool car that's on fire. And so you set him in like Los Angeles or wherever the fuck. And I don't know who the I don't know who the villain in the game is, but there's like hell portals in Los Angeles that you can like go into. And then it switches to a hell overworld where it's a lot like the Mad Max game that okay. uh, WB put out. Yeah. Underrated and, game. Yeah, I never finished it. I, I got through the prologue, and I said, well, that was fun. That wasn't very far at all. Yeah, I know. Well, I played a little bit after that. I did some side missions, and then I was like, okay, cool. And then I I just started playing other things, and it's still in my backlog. I'll get to it. Don't don't say that word on this show. The B word. Unacceptable. All right, so, so a Mad Max style open world. With like a true crime overworld when you're in the city. Or Sleeping Dogs, if you ever played that. Be Mafia Three, bro. Mafia Three of superheroes. Uh, not Mafia Three. Did you play that? No, but I watched people play it on Twitch for a while, and I was like, "This game, like, they nailed the details of the world, but it's too bad that it looks like a dead world because there's like nobody in it." That's why the whole push to make everything open world is so infuriating for me. Not every game needs it. Not hardly any game needs it. There are very few games that benefit from being an open world, and I would say the ones that do, it's like these like iconic games, like The Witcher and Fallout and The Elder Scrolls. Like you know, no one wants a fucking open world. Uh, oh God, what was the last game? Um, oh, I was just talking to Nick about this. I can't remember now, but like Zelda. Like I don't want an open world Zelda game. I want a Zelda game. Yeah, I feel like I have some caution that I'm airing with Breath of the Wild, I think I think it's going to be too much and feel too dead like Mafia. Absolutely. But hey, they've got voice acted cutscenes. Ooh. Hey, I'm going to play it. I'm buying it for my sister for her birthday, and then I'm going to borrow her Wii U and play it. Got to get on that Switch, bro. I want to see where Switch is at in a year. Nick and I were talking about how this is a soft launch for Nintendo. Where we're just a bunch of idiot-ass beta testers. Hey, that's fine. Is it? Unless they do a really cool ambassador program for all of us who they inevitably are going to fuck over in the first year. Yeah. They'd be like, okay, now you get one, two switch as a pack-in. Yeah, no shit. Glad I spent $50 on that fucking game. Dude, I've watched people play one, two switch a bunch on YouTube, and I, I definitely want to play that for a couple of hours. I bought it, man. You know what I said? I said, hey, I, I'm going in on launch day. I'm going all in. This is part of the launch experience. I have to bite the bullet. Dude, you'll get to feel those ice cubes in your glass. I cannot wait to roll some marbles around. I would, yeah. I mean, the Switch, I think it looks awesome, but I just want to I want to see what games are on it in a year before I'm like, okay, 
Unless this game goes the way of the Wii and people just fall for the gimmick, which I think is increasingly unlikely. It's just I think consumers are smarter than they were 10 years ago. Yeah. This game's going to have no third-party support. And so far, they've basically just announced two unreleased Wii U games in Zelda and Mario. Yeah. And we're getting a bunch of Wii U ports. I don't know what they're doing, which is a running theme on this show. Is I love Nintendo, but fuck Nintendo. Again, like I said with my Wii U, if I get Smash Bros. and I get Mario Kart and I get Zelda... That's all I need from it. Anything else is icing on the fucking cake. Yeah, I've never, I've never gotten a Nintendo console and saying, man, I can't wait to play Ubisoft games on here. Right. Mass Effect 3 getting a two-year uh, a, a late release two years later. just Mass Effect 3, and you don't understand why you're at war or any of this. Like yeah, the, the worst in a trilogy uh, ten years later. I've played all of them, and I love those games. Um, we'll talk about that some other time. But yeah. if you're just playing three on your Wii U and you've never you've never played any of the other ones, you never played one or two, what the fuck is wrong with you? No shit. They just, oh, it's third party Nintendo sci-fi. Like We got Arkham City three years later. Yeah. The worst version of a game late. The Switch will have the same problem, especially because the Switch is, by all accounts now, no, it's not going to even be as strong as the Wii U, which is a fucking Xbox 360 Without a DVD player. Like, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't even own DVDs anymore. I'm a Blu-ray boy. Well, duh. Naturally. Come on. Get with the fucking times, bro. How long until Blu-ray is fucking useless? Never. It's peak. It's peak physical media. You think there won't be a successor? Maybe just a better disc. Sony is always fucking around with lasers. <laughs> lasers. Those, like, ultra 4K Blu-rays. I've seen a couple of them on a TV. They look amazing. Oh, yeah. What color is that laser? I don't know. It's all about the color. It's probably, it's about the color. It's probably extra blue. Extra blue. This is deep blue. It's four times the blue. The best Parkway Drive album. 4K is the blue. Deep blue. Uh, Yeah, I was listening to that last night while I was playing some Overwatch. Moshing for the environment. Bro, I was being a little sarcastic about it being the best album, but everyone hates that album, and I think it's like criminally underrated. Whatever. Parkway Drive. This... Has been the Constant Crusade Podcast. My name is EJ Olson. This is Andrew Savez. Uh, Check out anyway. The Precipice Between Two Hills and follow me on Twitter at uh, Chavez. Did we mention that already? Precipice Between Two Hills. We've done it three, I think three times now. So that's good. That, that Well, the elephant in the room, Andrew's podcast here. Is dead. That was the original Precipice name. Precipice Between Two Hills. I like that name. Precipice Between Two Hills makes no fucking sense. Yeah, but it's where we meet <laughs> to record. That's his charm. That's his charm, dude. You'll never know where it is. It's very vague. We record in a void of, of space and time for about an hour. In that one guy's house. Yeah. Producer Dan. One of you talks into a mic and the other one does not. One of us wears headphones. Oh, yeah? The professional that I'm looking at? Good. Thank fucking Jesus. Thank the Christ. All right. This has been the Constant Crusade. Thanks for listening to us ramble about God knows what. Give me a countdown. Superior tech!